Thank you for listening and for sending your questions to flippingquestions at gmail.com and for scheduling one-on-one consultations with me. I have got some great questions to answer this week. Plus, I'm taking you with me to the auction. If you buy and sell cars for a profit or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life, despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, the number one goal of this podcast is to help our listeners make more money. Let's get to it, flippers. I usually end every episode with thank yous to everybody, but I'm going to start this week with uh, thanks to uh, Dale from Montana, Vincent from Florida, Garrison from Oregon, and Tony from right here in Alabama for sending your questions to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com. We'll be answering those questions this week on Flipping Genius. Plus, I'm excited to share that we have had a booming response to my invitation to book free 20-minute one-on-one consultations with me. Uh, You can do that at flippinggenius.com, one G in the middle. I'm confident that we're going to be able to find ways to help every single one of you that I've met with so far in increasing your incomes. And another cool side benefit of this is I'm seeing some patterns which will help me make the podcast even more useful to every listener. And that is the goal, after all, to help our listeners, everyone that's listening, all of our listeners make more money. One of the things that I've gotten a lot of questions about, and the episodes that are some of the most listened to, are the ones about buying at auction. So today, today, I took my camera to the auction and I did a walkthrough, a walk around, a breakdown analysis of one of the vehicles that I was trying to buy, and I did an in-lane experience video that that of that same vehicle so you could actually literally experience what I was experiencing. And I did a post-auction analysis of that same vehicle so you could see the outcome and get my insight into that. Now, we'll talk about that experience in today's episode, and I'll, I'll share the entire video on the podcast page at flippinggenius.com. That's F-L-I-P-P-I-N-G-E-N-I-U-S.com. And Oh, and flipping team members, flipping partners, and flipping champions, you will find or have already found at this point uh, the uh, the video in your email box a uh, day before it was released uh, on this episode and as part of your, your perks for being a member. And thank you guys, too. We'll be right back with the questions from our audience. Jeremy Fisher created a course called Three Hour Car Flip and Three Hour Car Flip Academy that I think is exceptional. Jeremy walks you through the steps of becoming a car flipper and how to be successful. He does it in a way that, frankly, I didn't think I could duplicate for the same price. So I recommend Jeremy's course on our podcast website, flippinggenius.com. Go to the resources page, click on more great stuff, and buy Jeremy's course for less than $50. 
frankly, I'll be surprised if you don't make 10 times that much on your first flip. Go to FlippinGenius.com, click on Resources, click on More Great Stuff. I do recommend Jeremy's course. Definitely take a look at that. Hey, uh, the first question I'm going to talk about is one that came from Vincent from Florida. And Vincent asked a bunch of questions uh, about auction prep and uh, some good stuff. And I, I think we answered a lot of it in the video I talked about before. But let's let's take a look at his questions. He said, what do you use to stay organized the day of the auction? And he also said, how much do you time uh how much time do you spend analyzing a car beforehand and how do you know what to bid? You say you aren't mechanical. How do you keep from screwing up? Good, good question, Vincent. Um, and I, you know, fortunately I don't, I don't screw up very much. And I, I, I think we're going to talk about some more uh, with another, another set of questions from Dale from Montana, but I'll, I'll get to that later. It's not exactly the same. Um, but how I stay organized is something I've talked about before. I have a a simple one sheet that I use as my uh, my system, and actually in the video you'll see the exact sheet. You'll see exactly how I use it, um, and it's an analysis form. I I the night before, this is how I do it. The night before, I get a list of all the vehicles that I'm interested in bidding today. At today's auction, I think there was 380 vehicles or there thereabouts. Uh, last week, there there was probably about the same. The week before that, there were 600 vehicles at this one particular auction. So there's a lot of vehicles, but I'm not I'm not bidding on all of them today. I think I had 22 vehicles that I was interested in because uh, I I cut and run because I know I'm not going to get I'm not going to compete with a lot of these guys because they're going to way overbid. So, you know me, I, I'm I'm looking for the cheap stuff, and that's that's my target. So I get in and do my my work early, and then I I come back here and talk to you like I'm doing right now because the today is auction day. Um, so I use that I use that one sheet for organization at, to answer that question, and and that all of you know if you're if you are one of our team members or one of our partners or one of our, our uh, champions, you, you can find out how to do that at our website. Um, you, you get that package, uh, not only the, the one sheet that we use, but uh, sample analysis and, and the, uh, the guide to how they ag- exactly use my sheet. And every now and then I see you guys with the same sheet um, at the auction. That's, that's, I take great uh, compliment in that. I'm glad it's helping you. Um, but what I do the night before is I analyze those cars. And like I said, last night, I think there's 22, 23 cars. So I do, I do a, a, a breakdown on using Kelly blue book. I use Kelly blue book because that is what my buyers typically use. So I know a lot of you guys are going to tell me that you use something more sophisticated and that is fine. I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just telling you what I do. I use the Kelly Blue Book app. It is fast and it is is effective and it gets me to the price that I want to bid. Um, usually what I'm looking at is private party fair price. That's where I'm starting at. I could go up and I could go down as far as what, what I think I'm going to sell that vehicle for. But before I get to the auction, I have those numbers already written down. I've got a breakdown of, of uh, the vehicle year, make, model, uh, subsection is it SEL or SE or whatever? Um, the mileage that's on it, what what engines in it, what transmissions in it, um, 
and any other additional information that I think I, I can I can find out from the auction site beforehand. So I've got that in my on my my clipboard. I literally carry a clipboard with me, um, and I've done that work beforehand. And then another question you asked is how much time do I spend analyzing a car beforehand? Um, I'm guessing some cars I'll spend five minutes with, and a lot of cars I won't spend. 10 seconds with. Uh, you'll see in the video, the first thing I do is go look and see who's selling the vehicle because uh, there's some buyers, there's some sellers that I won't buy from. Um, I've said this before, these guys are smarter than me, meaning they can hide stuff from me. Um, and there's some people out there that are hiding things. Um, and there's others that, that just, you know, if they're selling it, I know the only reason they're selling it there is because at the auction is because it's not going to sell on their lot. So it won't work for me either. So I, I, I pass a lot of those. And that, so that's a 10 second, less than 10 seconds. I walk up. Nope. I'm not buying this from, from that person. Um, and you'll see, and that's the first thing I do in the video uh, is, is okay. The seller. Yeah, this is somebody I'll buy from. Um, and then I, I do a walk around on the car. I'm going to break down uh, the body and the tires first then i'm going to check out the interior then i'm going to start it up and i'm going to do a quick analysis of what we've got mechanically and then i'm going to do an overall and you'll see all this on the form uh that, that i use on the video and if you if you've got it in your kit and you haven't used it yet basically definitely get it out um i'm talking about any of our, our team members our partners and our our champions this is very important that you use these tools. It's a very good good tool, I believe, and it's one that's served me well. Um, and then, and that is a great question. You know, I think even in the intro introduction, I, I know it. Sometimes I'll say, "Hey, if you see me under the vehicle, my 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 friends tell me tell you tell you if you see me under the hood of a vehicle, that means you just ran me over." Because I I do very little mechanical work, um, and that's really true. So how do I keep from screwing up? Well. I'm I'm not a complete idiot. I <laughs> I have I have learned over the years uh, the the telltale signs of, of some uh, bad things. Like today, I jumped inside a, uh, a relatively good looking Honda Accord, and uh, I was going to take it for a ride down the test track. I didn't have to because I put it in gear. And I could just tell by the way it went into gear that the transmission was bad on it. The other thing I clarified that by talking to a couple other dealers that I trust just to see if they you know, concurred on that. And it was, that was a pretty fast concurrence. Um, I, I use my eyes and my ears and, uh, and I, even my nose sometimes to look for things. And, and, and I'll tell you if, if I, I'm going to mention Scotty Kilmer again, I think in this episode, but I'll recommend him. If you're not watching Scotty Gil Kilmer's videos, I recommend you watch him. He's funny. Um, he's negative a lot of times, but he has some great insights and, and he could talk to you about this maybe, maybe, uh, more thoroughly than I am right now, but, but that's what I do. And it definitely does keep me from screwing up, uh, to, to quote you, Vincent. And, uh, uh, I said an answer, I've said an answer to everybody who, who asked me these questions. So I'm not going to elaborate on every detail of that, but those are the three questions I wanted to answer, uh, right now. I'm going to take a little break and I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, questions some more from uh, Dale from Montana, who sent me a, a list of great questions I think that I hadn't been asked before. I know some things, people. 
I don't know everything, but what I do know can help you make more money. Schedule a 20-minute one-on-one consultation with me. Just go to www.flippinggenius.com. Click on the button that says schedule a 20-minute consultation with Randy. And then book the time. We'll get together and figure out how I can help you make more money. Hey, Dale from Montana sent me a list of questions. And the first one was about flood vehicles. And coincidentally, uh, during one-on-one conversations with uh, Tony from here in Alabama and also Garrison from Oregon, uh, the issue of flood vehicles also came up. So I want to talk about that a little. And then I'm going to go into uh, a lot more of Dale's questions um, because he sent me some great questions. And uh, he, he said, being so close to some states with floods, what do you do to look out? What do you look out for most on them to know if they were involved in a flood? And, and I, I, I uh, hate to answer a question with another person's answer, but sometimes that's the best thing to do because I never pretend like I know everything. And, and uh, um, But here's my answer. I'm just going to read it directly to Dale. Uh, for, the, for the most part, I avoid them. I, I, I did buy one uh, this year, and it, but it checked out okay with my mechanic. And uh, that was a risk that I normally wouldn't take. Um, I think I, I bought that one so cheaply that I, I figured I couldn't lose on it. And I, I mean, worst case scenario, I could sell it at the public auction as is and break even, you know, get my money back. But I, I wound up doubling my money on that one um, after, after getting assurances from my guys that it was good to go. Now, sometimes vehicles will be totaled by an insurance company, uh, just because they were in a flooded area and even though the water wasn't actually high on that particular vehicle and um and i and to to expedite this answer i'm i'm gonna give you the same insight to anybody who's listening um i listened and watch a lot of scotty kilmer's videos and i i've mentioned him i i uh, linked to him on our our resources page at flippinggenius.com uh, Scotty doesn't give me any money. Um, I don't know if Scotty, I don't know if Scotty gives anybody any money, but he's he's a sharp guy. A lot of a lot of you probably uh, are familiar with him. He's he's humorous, but he's very he gives out a lot of good information. And on this subject, as a matter of fact, if you go to flippinggenius.com, go to episode seventy-seven. I put a link in there to the video uh, that I sent the link to Dale of of Scotty just doing a a quick walkthrough of what to look for uh, as far as flood cars. And um, just to give you a quick rundown, uh, Scotty said, uh, you know, a couple of things you can do. Look for rust under the dashboard. Just climb down there, look up. If there's rust under the dashboard, it's not supposed to be there. So walk away. Um, uh, take, Take that plastic trim piece off along the door, it's just a couple screws, and pop that up and look under there and see if that carpet has mold on it or if it's still wet or if there's been water in there. Because if it's water there, chances are it got up that high. It could be high enough to cause some electrical issues. 
Um, just a simple thing you can do. And uh, if they say, no, I don't want you to do that, that might be a sign too. Um, scan it for any codes. And if the codes have been recently uh, cleaned off, you know, or erased, that could be a, a sign too. Um, you know, you, you, a lot of times, uh, Scotty warns, warns against rebuilt titles. I, I'll buy a rebuilt title, but you got to re- realize what you're getting there. And another thing he recommended is turn the engine on. Don't turn turn the switch on, not the engine on, and see if that check engine light comes on because it should come on when you turn the switch on. And if it's uh, if it's not on, they could have removed the bulb uh, so that it won't come on. Um, basically, Scotty's not too keen on buying the the uh, flood vehicle. <laughs> And, I, and you probably shouldn't be either. But those are a few things that you can do to uh, to check. And uh, I know in Tony's case, he rec- he said that he had a way of buying some vehicles uh, from insurance companies from the flood area. Now, we live in North Alabama. This was in South Alabama. And uh, I kind of steered him away from that. But, but he's got more uh, resources than I do mechanically. So he, he may still do that just based on his uh his own ideas now um some of the other questions that that uh dale uh asked me um is uh what's the farthest that i've traveled for a flip um what's the maximum distance that i would travel for a flip well that's an interesting question i thought uh because it depends on what kind of flipping you're doing um you guys know me or most of you do and I'm, I'm selling vehicles that are going to sell for less than $4,000 to the end user. That's that's normally the case. So I'm not going to travel very far. Uh, a couple hours away would probably be the maximum. And I don't generally have to, although it's been tougher and tougher to buy vehicles this year. So that's typically it. Now, on the other hand, if I was buying unique vehicles, uh, if I was flipping uh, classic cars, I would have to probably travel a lot further to get those vehicles. So uh, a lot of that depends on on what you're doing. Um, the 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 question of uh, how far have I have I purchased a vehicle? How far would I travel? How far I traveled didn't change, but I did I did purchase a few vehicles from eight hundred eight nine hundred miles away, uh, but those were uh, purchased via, via barter. And most of you have heard me talk about uh, barter exchanges and how I deal with them. Um, now I've, uh, it's a different, it's a different story. Um, I had those vehicles shipped to me for one thing, and I bought them using a hundred percent barter dollars, which, which cost me less than 25 cents on a dollar to obtain the barter dollars themselves. And if, and if you'd like to learn more about the subject of barter exchanges, um, check out this podcast that uh, you can look it up. Uh, uh, it's called profit from trade. And you can go to anchor.fm backslash profit from trade. And a friend of mine, Tom Hood, records that. And I was actually on, I think, episode six with him. Now, Tom doesn't have a lot of episodes, but he does a nice job of explaining how barter works. And we talk a little bit about buying and selling cars uh, through barter exchanges on on that episode. And he has some other really good stuff. Really, really like his I like his input there. Wish he had uh, 77 episodes like we do, but I think he's got seven. And that's because he's having too good a time. <laughs> but no, he can uh, he can definitely um, give you a little bit more insight. And of course, you'll hear me talk about my dealings with with uh, 
barter exchanges, including Trade Bank. Uh, Lisa Smith was my my guest on episode 15 of Flipping Genius way back last year. And um, Lisa gives us some good insights. And, and you can also hear me talk frequently about ITEX, who has been a, a consistent sponsor of the Flipping Genius uh, podcast and definitely appreciate them. And they have helped me a great deal uh, with some car flips, uh, both buying and selling. But that's pretty much the only time that I'm going to travel very far to get a vehicle. Um, but I'm not I'm not trying to discourage you from doing it. Um, it depends on what kind of vehicle you're driving, you're buying, and what kind of profit margins you have. Um, so if I saw a larger profit margin, I might I might travel further too. Now another question that Dale asked, or a pair of questions that Dale asked, also came up uh, several times this week in our one-on-one consultations, and that was basically regarding risk. Uh, and in, in Dale's case, he just came out and said, what's the most you've made? What's the most you've lost? And he was asking me both about uh, vehicles and real estate, because uh, a lot of you know I've done some real estate too. But I'm going to, uh, and I answered Dale, but I'm going to answer uh, just about the vehicle side, because that's where we're trying to stay on task here. And uh, and that question, like I said, it came up um, with a couple of our prospective new clients just uh, because they're worried about, you know, how bad can this be? And they're also saying, how good can this be? And I think, I think the key here is that target. And I, I, not to uh, beat a dead horse here uh, or a live horse or whatever kind of horse it is, but I target that special vehicle that sells for $4,000 or less. That is my target. And I'm looking to make at least a $1,000 profit on that vehicle. Um, I got to buy it right. You know, I've got to buy it right. You know, I've said it over and over again. You make your money when you buy. So since that's my focus, um, it's rare that I lose money, uh, very much money, especially. It's also rare that I make a massive amount of money because I'm I'm buying vehicles in that range. Um, to, uh, to answer Dale's question, uh, honestly... Uh, I, I just haven't run into a lot of trouble. Um, you know, so far in this in this game, <laughs> I think the most I've made was six thousand dollars on one vehicle, which is great. You know, considering I'm selling vehicles for four thousand and less, that was a one of those fluke uh, deals where I bought a, a got a pretty great deal, less than two thousand dollars on a, uh, a big Ford diesel truck, um, sold it for over eight, made six in the in the transaction and awesomely created a, a repeat customer with, with that gentleman and some referral business because it was still a good deal to him. That's that's how well I bought that vehicle and it didn't turn out, didn't need, to, need a lot of work, just some cleanup, good looking truck. He's still driving it today. As a matter of fact, I, I think we sold uh, three vehicles that three trucks during that same one or two week period. And uh, I, I did that through another thing that I don't think I, I shared a lot with Dale about, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'll use that as a, uh, um, I, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about that during our, one of our quick flip episodes that you'll find on YouTube and at DAA radio. Uh, Cause I keep 
trying to give you more information and I don't want to wear your ears out during the podcast. So we're going to talk about how I market trucks and uh, uh, it, it, it'll probably surprise you um, because I, I obviously I, I don't get trucks all the time, but when I do, this is a great, a great method to market them. I've got one right now that uh, I bought very, very well. This is a very similar situation. Um, it could easily be a $6,000 profit on that vehicle uh, or thereabouts, 5000 anyway. Um, but it's such a great deal. And my wife likes this big beast so much that we're thinking about keeping it. As I swear, we could keep it and drive it for three years and then sell it and still triple our money as long as nothing really bad happened to it in the meantime. But usually I don't keep them. I usually just keep driving my old Suzuki with a 348 on it or whatever it is. And uh, and my sweet bride, she drives her Suzuki and we're usually happy. And I got a big old Ford pickup truck that hauls everything around when when things need hauling. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, I think that that's the answer. And as far as the, the most that I have lost, um, let me see. I, I I think that the most that I've ever lost is like three or four hundred bucks um, on on a vehicle. I don't think it's any more than that because usually because of the way I buy them, uh, worst case scenario, I could sell them to uh, a scrapper or I could take them to the public auction and sell them and walk away with a net loss of three or four hundred dollars and and that bugs the heck out of me. So uh, I try to make that not happen and sometimes. I'll buy them. Maybe I'll buy them wrong and they need more work than I think, but I still wind up making a profit, just not the thousand dollar target. So uh, I guess those are the the answers that that uh, DL was looking for. And I think we've answered everybody's question, except for the one about the marketing, the truck marketing. That was something that, that came up also in one of our one on ones. I was excited because I had such a fun answer to share um, and something that anybody could do. I mean, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And that's, that's worked out really well. And anytime I get my hands on a truck, I do this particular thing. Don't mean to be holding out on you, but then I do too, because I want you to go to the YouTube channel and watch our videos. And like I said, go and watch the video of our, the experience at the auction this week. I think you'll find it very interesting. Um, and a lot of fun. It's only six minutes long, so it's not going to burn up your day. And you can go either go to the YouTube channel, Flipping Genius, or go to FlippingGenius.com, and you'll find it right there in episode 77, right next to the all the different uh, podcast links, so you can listen to the podcast right from our site. You can also click on the button and set up a one-on-one with me like uh, these guys have this week. And I think, again, everybody who's done that, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Um, we do have limited appointment time, so so try to get on there early. And, you know, it, you may have to wait for a couple of weeks to get booked in um, if they keep booking like they've, they've been doing, which is really exciting. And I, I'm, I'm really excited by it because I, I know that what I know can help you make more money because you know whatever it is that you know. And it's usually something different than what I bring to the table. And that's that's pretty cool. Hey, uh, I appreciate uh, everybody who's, whose ears are on this thing right now. And uh, please share it with your friends. Please uh, uh, like us, 
subscribe if you're on on Apple Podcasts. Um, that way you're going to get notified every single time. And please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel too, so you see those. We're I think quite a bit above a hundred episodes right now, or a hundred videos right now on on YouTube, and we keep producing more. And remember, we're on DAA Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at eleven o'clock. You can you can hear us there and and listen to a bunch of great music there too, which is pretty cool. And uh, if you've got a question, please send it to me at flippingquestions at gmail.com and I will answer it personally. And every now and then I'll do one of these episodes where we're answering questions online and I'll, I'll mention you unless you tell me not to. Thank you for listening to the Flipping Genius Podcast. Please subscribe, save, and share Flipping Genius wherever you are listening. Please visit the Flipping Genius YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe there and leave us comments and give us thumbs up. In fact, anywhere where you can give us a five-star review, please do that. Hey, if you've got questions, send them to flippingquestions at gmail.com and please visit us at www.flippingenius.com and be sure to check out our resources page. We can save you some money. Hey, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. Mm -hmm.